Blessed and highly favored, man, to be in divine health, man. I don't, I don't take that lightly. You dig? <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. So we here right now, yo, my brother, yes, Darnell Kirkwood, man, but also known as Solo the Artist. Yes, sure. sir. Yeah. First off, I want to ask you, how'd you come up with that name? Man, it's a, it's a multi-layered story, but in a short way, um, my family name on my mother's side is Solomon. Okay. And so um, one of the things, so I'm honoring Solomon in that Solomon. But oh, um, okay. in the Bible, my favorite books were written by King Solomon, who was the wisest man in the world mm-hmm. at that time, according to the Bible. And so still the, the context of what he wrote is still applicable to this day. And it's something that I call on every now and again to stay grounded. I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with wisdom. I love mm. wisdom. And so, um, I put that in there cause I, I was floating around the name King Solo, but yeah. to go back, I wanted to model my visual art path and my creative path through the, the music model. So I'm obsessed with music and I like how you can know a music artist by only their music name and their government. Mm-hmm. You don't know their government. And so... You don't even know Future's name is Nevadius. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> nigga's name is Nevadius. I bro. mean, it took me a while to know that Drake's name was Audrey. Like, Aubrey. Aubrey, my fault. See? You know what I mean? <laughs> that nigga <laughs> you get, Drake. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm thinking about my aunts. But um, yeah, so I wanted to model it off of that because... You know, I spent so many years in TV and film and modeling and everything, and I'm still going to be on that journey uh, right. on screen. And I wanted to separate Darnell Kirkwood, the the actor and, you know, the person, mm-hmm. through this new journey that got delivered to me, man, with this art. And so I wanted to model it like that. And so that's how I came with it. But like I said, and so my whole journey is is based on creating healthy energy and I and I, I I do my whole exhibits through and my whole practice through discoveries along the way. And so discoveries along the way are just little attracting and collecting these nuggets of wisdom that allows us to process, you know, life mm-hmm. while we, you know, we trying to figure out life and just survive and everything. And so, you know, little things that you can recall on to help you process life and stay in that healthy energy. That's what, that's how I create. That's what I live through. And that's what I do. So anyway, the, with that, that's where the King Solomon aspect of it. And man, this is everything that I've done beforehand has been a team journey. I did basketball beforehand for mm. a, a whole career. And then, as you know, TV and film, yeah. it's a very team oriented thing. Very and so, so, you know, this is now me creating my solo. You know what I mean? Man, I love and it. So it's a triple entendre. Thing. It's a yeah, man. Hey, it's yeah, a bro. it's a blessing, man. It's it was fire. it was dope. So I just used that model and now we're going with it, bro. I love that, man. So first off, how did you? I'm like <laughs> I'm gonna show some of your art, man. The it, shit's crazy. I like I it. I have to figure out like or you have to explain how you got even into making art because this is like. 
shit's really fire, bro. Ah, like, it's just it, yeah. really cool. Hold on, let me see. Boom. Ah, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. bruh. Yeah, man. Like, these are, like, yeah. detailed. Like, I know you didn't just start painting yesterday. So, like, how did this, if you you were it doing actually, TV and film and all these things, where did where did this come from? So, you know, it actually did get delivered to me recently. And so... I've always been, yeah, man. <laughs> Crazy. I've dude. always been um, an appreciative person when it comes to like when, as you just saw, when I walked in your space, what's mm-hmm. the first thing I did? I looked at your walls, looked at all the right. art, looked at it. Right. Because I think that that's, that to me is so important because it's very informative mm-hmm. of the space you're in, right? So right here, I feel like when I walked in here, I felt the creative abundance I I felt the youthfulness. I felt the ability to take a joke. I yeah. I felt you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like you. I, I feel you. I feel those type of things. I, I don't feel like tight knit. I feel like I can be in here and I can be myself. And I know you intentionally designed this, whether it was subconscious or, you know, consciously, but it produced that for me and and it's dope that we're having this conversation. But I that's one of the first things that I always do when I walk into a space is I see I've always been like that. I just wanted to see because I used to be into vintage. I'm still in. I still mm-hmm. am. But I'm saying like one of the first obsessions that I had when it comes to looking at walls when I walk in is vintage pictures, bro. Right. I love, love, love vintage pictures. And I also oh, you liked the uh, the Sammy Davis Jr. and the Quincy Jones. And I other? ain't see that. Oh, I ain't see so that. Joe. That wall is lined. That wall was lined with. Uh, need to spend more time in it with, with all the people. I I like just respect. So there's a there's a Sammy Davis Jr. Right. portrait. There's a Quincy Jones, Ray Charles. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I all... gotta check that out. Yeah. See, I liked that David Ruffin over there. I oh was like, yeah. I ain't seen that joint. Without David Ruffin, y'all ain't nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. um, I, that's just that's just something that still to this day, bro. I don't know what it is about vintage pictures that that does something for me. And I, you know, now that we're talking about this, I don't. I mean, maybe this is a discovery in this moment, but maybe it's our quest of trying to find out where we come from, hmm. that unknown. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the that's the closest thing I have to see what my lineage looks like or ah, what we used to. I see what you're getting at. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, what we used to, what was life like back in the day for our ancestors and things like that. So I just like seeing how they express themselves. What did it look like back then? Yeah. Like how they respected themselves, like seeing them in them dope ass suits and even at like dr- 15. Bro, like, they went out yeah. the house and they was in like mm-hmm. full. And now we get to walk around and pajamas and, and throwing, you know what I mean? Like yeah. all this, that stuff didn't happen. So I just, yeah. it makes me appreciate and, and feel like I, I was able to, I mean, I'm able to teleport or and tap into, you know, how they were there. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm big into energy. And so, yeah. yeah. And, and you're, it sounds like you're a student too. Man. Of like, cause that's the thing. I'm big on nostalgia. Yeah. So like for me, it's exactly just, I mean, that's is. even why I keep the like, the, yeah. the, the sidekicks and the game boys and the, I have all my old systems from when I was growing up, Much you respect. know, um, I love the, 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 the figurines, the, all yeah. those kinds of things, man. Cause like, it's, it's a, 
it, it's comfortable. It's comforting because it right. reminds you of a different time. Right. And then on top of that, it reminds me of era, like you said, eras in time. Yeah. And so then, what was yes. going on in these times? Yeah. Because if you look eras at in time, I like that. Bro. Yeah. Because yeah. if you look at if you look at the past, bro, like you see where things are headed or where yeah. they're going to circle back to. Got it. You know what I mean? Got like it. niggas will be wearing suits again. Yeah. Like we're just in this era. Ooh. I don't know how old we'll be when that's happening, yeah. but niggas will be wearing suits again. Are you going to wear a suit? What, what? I, <laughs> I said hey, niggas. Bro, bro. I'm not niggas. <laughs> I'm maestro. All right, bro, but I'm thinking about it, bro. I was just telling my I was just telling my wife literally and I ain't even bro, this is crazy that we talking about this cuz I don't even I didn't even think about it as we're going to probably transition and recycle back into that. I didn't even think about niggas that. Niggas was wearing half a suit. They was wearing the blazer in the yeah era. They was you know wearing the mean? blazer with the hat. With the like shirt. the whole joint. And, dang, and, and I, was, I was just telling my wife, I was like, man, I think because this year I go in through phases. I like that. I like that um, when I moved out here in L.A. and I, I, I started meeting different cultures and different different things. And I realized, I mean, I learned that a lot of wealthy people, they wear the same thing. Mm-hmm. They wear like... It's like a uniform. Yeah, because allegedly, one of the things that I heard is like, they don't want to think about what they have to put on. Like they just wear the same, like, you know, whatever it is. That I like they have this. About, I love it. Mm-hmm. They have about four or five options of it. You know, the yeah. same thing. And I like that a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Because me, I go into caves, which I know you do too. When yeah. you go into your creative zone, I go into caves. And so you can see me. I mean, I might wear the same sweatshirt, the same, you know what I mean? Uh, like two or three days in a row, I'll take showers and all of that. But I'm just saying like wearing that, I don't want to think about it. I'm just waking up to create, you know I'm what I'm here. saying? I'm, like I'm here. I'm locked in. I'm focused. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't go outside to seek approval on my fashion or anything like that. That's just never been my thing. I'm not saying anybody else, you know, nothing. My, my wife is into fashion. She, mm-hmm. She's big on that. We disconnect on that because I don't care about that like yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? And so I am in that phase where I was like last year after working on a joint with our brother uh Denzi um I was we I was wearing uh, track suits and so when I came back home I started buying track suits and like sweatsuits and stuff like that cuz I'm like man this is pretty easy like all I got to do and you still fly like it's you, already coordinated it's, it's all there it's all it's all love you know what I mean I don't got to think about anything so it's I am now I say all of that to say I'm now thinking about and and seeing myself transition into wearing suits and stuff again. And I want to see what that's like, bro. Like, I want to see what that, yeah. I want to see what that in inform. Cause I know what this has been informing me because as mm-hmm. again, I'm gonna shut up after this. No, no, keep, keep as that. actors, mm-hmm. I don't know how it was. Let me ask you. So in class, would you, when it came time for scenes, would you ever dress for the scene? Like, you know what's crazy? I've, I've never, in class. I've never taken classes. I man, I was literally about to say, did you ever take a class? Yeah, I never took classes, but I will say this: going to auditions, okay, I would, I wouldn't go too far. Like yeah. I, I was, I told a story recently yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, there was one actor I, for some TV show, which uh, is my boy Malcolm Barrett. He ended up getting it. Okay, and but I told him I was there for the audition. Right, and I was auditioning. Right, and some guy showed up in like full 1940s garb with a bowler derby hat. And all in, and all in, but it I wasn't. Know. It wasn't the one to do that for it was I get it you know what I mean because it was like network TV eh, not that it wasn't like it. the you know the like HBO version of the whatever but I say that to say I do believe that it 
helps and that it is important to go all in like that sometimes. I just, if I don't have the shit, I'm not going out to get it Got type it. deal. Unless Got it's it. like Got it. call back Got it. and it's like, no, they 100%. really like you. But then at that point, I might be like, I'm going to wear the shit I wore the first time. Right. Because it would be they very noticeable. <laughs> you know what I mean? They'd be like, oh, yeah, buddy hungry. <laughs> buddy hungry for this job. He need this check. <laughs> They'd be looking at you crazy. Straight up, though. This nigga buy cowboy boots? <laughs> he had on sneakers in the last one. Happened to the Jordans. We liked it. <laughs> Straight up, though, man. So I, I don't know, man. I'm, I say that to say I, I want to see what that informs. Because for me, sometimes when I would... I was in acting classes when I moved out to LA mm-hmm. when I, and when I was uh, leaving Florida, I was in acting classes. And so, uh, because I didn't have an experience, like I think it's personally, personally, I'm from Kansas city, Missouri. So I'd be thinking it's dope. I was just saying this to Denzi, me and Denzi, uh, he was on my podcast and I was telling him, man, I, I, I admire the fact that you guys were able to be child actors. Like, knowing that y'all were able to audition as kids and be, have an opportunity to be on TV and like y'all could be on TV while y'all in school. Like to me, just imagine if this was like the social media era and y'all was out here and you was on the wire. Just imagine what that would have been like, bro. I be thinking about stuff like that all the time because to me, that's only a fantasy because I was from Kansas city, Missouri. So we didn't have, I see what you're saying, bro. So it was like, yeah, come on. You was going to go to Chicago. or you were doing some kind of infomercial type of joint. You know what I mean? It wasn't nothing that <laughs> you was going to get. Today. Some, you know what I mean? You wasn't going to get no social currency off of that. You know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. anyway, I thought that that was dope. So you you had that long path, man. That's To me, that's just mind-blowing. I can't even imagine that. And so that's I can right. only imagine. And so out here, I was like, man, I got to go hard. Like one thing about mm-hmm. me, when I put my mind on something, I'm all in. Right. Like whenever I commit to something, I'm all in. So I went all in. Like I was taking two and three classes at a okay. time. Yeah. Going to class four days out of the week, like <sighs> helping, helping other actors that are like going out, auditioning eight times a week, reading and putting them on tape. Like I treated it like it was a master's class. Because I, I was like, yo, I'm going I up against learn, cats. And I could learn something while I'm putting you on tape. It was yeah. it was beautiful. I was getting the reps in, bro, because yeah. I had the I had the blessing to play basketball beforehand. Mm-hmm. So I know what it's like. You got to go in there and, and get them shots go. up in the yeah. gym. You got to go and get those shots up yeah. so you can now, you know what I mean, be out here and be free enough to play on the court. And so it's the same concept behind the screen. And I don't know. I just put in that work and everything. So when I would go into those classes and I'll do certain scenes, I remember one day wearing a suit mm-hmm. and it just changed the whole energy of the uh, performance because that suit just gave a different information. It made you feel different. It made you stand straight up. It's it like made when you, we do wear suits, that's what we do. Bro, I was in that joint crossing my legs. Yeah, when doing, you, I'm like, yo. When your ass at a wedding, you be staying away. You ain't never stood you before. I mean? yeah. like sitting here checking, you know, doing all of this. Pocket mess, square and shit. Good posture, the whole thing. And I was like, dang, this is a different character. This is a whole different experience. And it informed me. So I'm like, man, let me figure out what this artist path, as I keep growing in it, what it'll feel like if I start wearing some suits. Well, facts. Because, I mean, we both know you're taking... 
especially as a black man. You're yeah. taken way more seriously in a suit than anything else. Well, you know, at least, at least, you know what I mean? Bare minimum, bare right? minimum, right? <laughs> and so that's it. I'm I can't argue with that because also I do feel it's like anything else, right? Uh, guy, uh, you've heard of Jordan Peterson, right? Uh, Jordan Peterson, he's like this libertarian. He talks about a bunch of stuff. Okay, uh, he's really good. I, he's a, I want to say he's a um, psychologist. Okay, yes, um, from I'm familiar with the name. Canada, not, not, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Uh, writes a bunch of books, name. all that kind of stuff. But but he, one of his things is like you got you got to clean your room. Mm. Like, cause he's like a dirty room is a cluttered mind. Yes, sir. And, and don't get me wrong, my room is dirty right now. But I I folded some clothes today. I'm right. working on it. But it, it's something to keep in mind. I agree with you. You know bro. what I mean? It's like I agree with you. It's it, it's the energy and it, it exudes, like you yeah. said, it's it exudes through everything else. So it's the same way, you know, how you how you keep your hygiene up is how you will wake up in the morning and do your task at work. And how you will do your task at work is how you will raise your children. And how you will raise your children is how, you know what I mean? Is how you, it's how seriously you take yourself in anything that you do. You know, I think you will appreciate this as a producer to compliment what you said. Mm -hmm. A recent discovery that I had because I was, I read the book on, um, I'm blanking right now. Hold on. Uh, the 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 famous producer. I'm 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 gonna be so oh, mad. Oh, Rick Rubin. No, 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 no. He passed. He was with uh, Tribe Called Quest. I'm gonna be so mad. Me and MC. Uh, uh, the it's abstract style. Uh, wait, bro. Wait. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna be <laughs> like so mad because he's out. iconic, and I'm I'm. I, I, I had a couple uh, talks to the Yami. Talks to the Yami. Man, we need a couple talks to the Yami. If you so know, I, 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 mean, I, I, I got to stay on point though, bro. Um, donuts. He got the joint donuts. Donuts. Yes, the iconic. Oh, oh are you talking about like Jay Dilla? Yes, okay, bro. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I'm tripping, Jay Dilla. I apologize. All yeah, the yeah, Jay all Dilla. the Jay Dilla fans, everybody. I apologize. Just it's just where my life is right now. <laughs> it just had a blank, man. No, because I, I was gonna say Dilla at first. Because yeah, Jay Dilla. Because so I always confuse. I mean, this is terrible as a hip hop head, but like I always confuse with the names Jay Dilla and Pete Rock. Oh wow! Because because wow. they're, they're always mentioned in. In Such the, the same breath. Oh, got it. So I'll like mix up the songs that each of them made and be like, oh got shit, it. no, no, that's P. Ryan, that's Jay Dilla. But got you it. know, once you, you know. Right. And so I happened to come across, again, I was never really, I mean, like my brother was into producers and things like that. I was never into studying producers. Right. I appreciated the the music and every, I just wasn't a student to that, to that aspect. Mm. But I was familiar with Jay Dilla's work. But, I was, I create with music and everything. And so like, I think it was two years ago, um, the, the uh, one of the songs from uh, Donuts had came on and it had informed me so much in my art. And I, uh. I remember calling Denzi and my boy MC and I'm like, bro, how come none of y neither one of y'all told me about how dope the uh, um, Jay Dilla was, bro. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because I felt like he was a great example of what my art was in the aspect of intentional abstract. Mm -hmm. And I didn't find out about it until I read Dilla time and there was a insert 
uh, that Quest Love talked about when he was first meeting Jay Dilla, and the first time he went into his 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 crib, he was blown away. And I'm paraphrasing everything, but he was blown away because it was extremely organized and spotless. And if you look at him, I mean, if you take him for his work, it's so abstract. So he thought that it was potentially going to be some like abstracts, but he was like, yo, he wakes up early and he cleans his place and he's meticulous about every detail. And that's detail. the word. I was literally going to say meticulous. And they, and they said that about the way it. he samples though is meticulous. And that makes, bro, like Dilla, one of the things at, cause you know, I'm a producer. That's here. all I'm about to so, say. I know you appreciate bro, this. No, like the way he would sample Dilla would sample two, three, three, four, four or five different songs Crazy. in one, but, make a melodic phrase that worked and then with the drum like his sample technique people can't sample the way Jay Dilla sampled because it was so even now it was so unorthodox the way he did it but when you saying this I'm even thinking I'm like well it makes complete sense because he's meticulous because I know like there's some producers who are in the you know still make fire records still great records but they they chop a little sloppy but that might be their style or they you know they or they're meticulous about chopping up one record. Right. And that's one thing, you know, like even like premiere is like cool like that. Right. But no, like he would blend so many things to right. where they were unrecognizable. And right. like I said, abstract. And created his and own timing, bro. His own timing and his own and his own uh musical like wall of sound. Mm, like you know what yes, I mean? He yes. created his own phrases, his own yes, musical phrases. Yes. And it's just like, man. And so when I heard that. I was like, wow, it downloaded for me. This mm-hmm. makes sense. I have abstract intentional work as well. And he does a great job of making sure, even though he may go out of space to create, that he keeps, and this is how I perceived it. I don't know if this was his intention, but he still c- keeps even inside clean and organized and keep the outside, his energy and his space right. clean and organized so he can go outer space and then still have that still groundedness and that meticulous um, order that only makes sense to him. Right. And he was able to translate. And so I don't know. I just thought that that was that was so dope. And I like that creativity can can transition and and transform in different forms and the creative aspect and still be able to be recognized. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. No, bro. that makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so that's it for real, bro. I, I, I don't know how we how did we get there? No, well, we were talking about. uh Cause I want to make sure we stay on topic. Oh, of your, we were saying about uh, rooms getting. Yeah, uh, yeah, bro, just, we can we can go wherever. You There's know what no mean? topics. But I, yeah, it was about the 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 organized room. Cause you was like, if you are messy all around, yeah, 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 and, yeah, that, yeah and that's it. even what brought me to what you were saying. It's like, yeah, like I said, he he sampled in the way that right, he lived. Right. You know right, what I mean? Nah, and that's sure. and that's a different. Even just like, I noticed like a lot of the people who are even great at finding samples, yeah. they're patient people. Yeah. Because you know how many records they listen to? And you know how much of a record they'll listen mm. to? And Because like a lot of, for example, even Kanye samples. Some of those samples don't come in until like two minutes into the song. And it's just, because you know, the old records, one part will just do one thing. And you're like, yo, right. that's crazy. Right. I don't need this other four minutes and right, 52 seconds. Right. But this shit's crazy. Right. But like, especially before Spotify and shit. So we're talking before what? 2013? Right. 12? Bro, like you, you were, like you were listening to music. 
No question. Man, you had to do this all day. I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. In your music, you sample, right? Yes. A little uh, bit? I, okay. I do in a lot of like beats I'll make and things like that. I don't really sample when it comes to um, things I want to release Ooh. only because I know it's a headache. Yeah. Uh, okay. And so if it were to do numbers, it's like someone's going to come after you. You know? But in the ideal situation where you know, oh, I love it. it. When I'm on my NPC and stuff, like even when I do just like like the videos or things like that, I'll try to find something cool to sample and sample it because like it doesn't matter on Instagram and right. I'm gonna flip it. But if it's something I'm gonna put out, it's like okay, yeah, Outcast is gonna come after me at some point. Right, right. Or if they don't, it didn't do shit. <laughs> so my question to you, I I remember you saying you didn't go to Acting school. No, I didn't. So you're obviously protecting your creativity. What you mean? As an actor. Is that why you didn't go to school? No, no. You it, still go, you get coached. I started and, so young. That you did? That, yeah. I, it was basically, everything you said, I, I was thinking this too when you were saying this, and now this perfectly came back around. Everything you said, I was like, oh, but it's it's funny. Me and Denzel got the same reps in, but just in a different way. Correct. And that's what it was. So exactly. it's like- Think of it this way. Exactly. The way you were gunning it and you, I'm doing self-tapes, blah, 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 blah. With me, it's like, okay, they might not have always been directed in the same way, right. or I might not have been learning from other actors. But right. I've been shooting self-tapes since I was five, right. six. That's so, crazy. So regardless, not saying I've mastered it, or you know, I'd probably be on some shit right now. Nah, <laughs> but still. still, it's just the fact of, it is a skill. I've been walking in a room to audition since I was mm-hmm. that old. So. A lot of things I learned, like I said, just on-job training, or I broke them down differently. So there's certain things I've seen actors do on set that then I've adopted. Cause That's like, what I was going to ask. Do you ever sample as an actor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, all the Got time. Got it. Got so it. Even my style of That's dope. acting, in my mind, I think of, I definitely think more as a, I think more like a musician. Okay. Or as like a producer. Right. But I think overall, I think- I take that back. I don't think more like a musician or actor. I think like a producer. Okay. So I think like whether it is music or it is film. Okay. I can see the, if I am given the right pieces to understand Mm -hmm. what the, like I I think this is why some auditions don't go well because sometimes I'm not given all the pieces. Mm -hmm. So I don't know the world you're trying to build. So I play it wrong. Mm Because this fucking breakdown that you just gave me that says, you know, it could be any, ethnicity or gender I was like this doesn't help me you know what I mean whereas it's like if you give me specifics and you told me what the tone of something is oh I know how because I can see it got it you know I I can even sometimes I'll even look and I'll be like okay I don't identify really with this character either who do I know like this or who have I seen on TV play this character Mm -hmm. ooh I liked when blah 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 played the guy Okay, and it, and then there's a network TV version of this, and mm-hmm. then there's a cable TV version of this, right? And then there's a movie version of this, and then there's an indie movie version of this. Which one do you want, right? And so I look at it that way, right? Because I know at the end of the day, you're the creative who made it wants the performance and wants that, right? Got it. You're right. They're 100%. never gonna be able to put that out though right. if they don't get the money from, and whoever got the money has the producer brain, right? They don't have the art brain. I get what you you're feel me. They might have a little saying. bit of art brain. Right. Like I, I, I'm a prime example of that. I definitely got artistic brain. Right. But 
I also have done it so long. I Got know it. when to say, okay, this is artistic, but that ain't, mm-mm. Right. We, we talking about, okay, there's, like I said, there's an HBO way to play, whoop, whoop, whoop. Right. And then there's an NBC way to play that Got same it. character. Got it. You know what I mean? There's yeah. Oz, and then there's Prison Break, nigga. 100%. You feel me? No, nah, I get it. <laughs> two completely different tones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's it's knowing that and then I think just doing your homework on I watch a lot of stuff. So like the same way that you were That's saying, dope. like sampling. 100 percent You listening to a lot of music? I, I was talking to my girl the other day. She's like, Oh man, you uh she's like, Man, you've seen everything. Right. Like on Netflix or on the, she's like, damn, you saw this too? And I'm like, yeah, because yeah, I just Watch stuff. Now I'm harsher on stuff. Right. And I'm quick I'm quick to get out if I'm like, ah, fifteen minutes in, I know this is bullshit. Right, I'm out. Right. But if I some if I can get through it or I enjoy it, it's right. like Okay, there's something I'm downloading here. Right. Like you said, I like that word. I'm downloading something from this or I'm watching somebody in this and I'm going, Huh. I'm almost I'll even sometimes sit and watch something and say the lines after they say it. And right. Then, or <laughs> have the closed captions on right and say the lines sure. with them and then, sure. and then when you're watching something good For every sure. once in a while you'll say the line how you would say it yeah. and that nigga says it differently and you go oh, oh then, that is, that then is a do you choice. say he's oh okay so, that's all about sometimes saying. that's see that's i'm glad you hit, hit, hit that right quick because a lot of people will discredit their choice because that's the choice that got booked oh okay so you see what i'm saying but then once again producer brain you got to realize what the fuck you watching to i get it but but, but what, I'm just, what are you watching right because here's the difference if you're watching it's like what do they say uh don't take advice from anyone who hasn't like gone where you, you know where you're trying to go like right yeah if i'm watching somebody who i know seasoned right and i and i like their performances right. and then they do it sometimes right. i go oh okay hmm, yeah damn yeah. that probably that yeah that is a little bit better right. or sometimes producer brain you watch it and you go oh i wouldn't have said it like that but you know what that was a better network answer mm-hmm. like mm, that's the no that's the tone of what we're watching though and 100%. that was better for that but then sometimes you watch stuff and you be like oh no nah, that was hell right. no that was not the move right but if i'm saying that generally speaking though too it's like right. who the fuck is this guy yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like, right and so actually that that reminds me i never answered your your original question so from when I got delivered, I when I moved out here to LA, I finally moved into my first apartment where I'm like by myself. Uh-huh. And so, after a couple of years, I moved out here with my 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 close friend. But then, when, once I got my apartment by myself, my goal was to fill up my walls with the energy that I wanted to come home with every day. But I didn't know because I was like, man, I could go to. Ross, I could go to TJ Maxx, I could go to Walmart and get some, some, you know, standard art and stuff up there and put on some walls, put some posters, whatever. And I'm like, man, but that's somebody else's creativity. I want to start fresh. I want to start new. I want to produce my own energy in my space to where when I come in, I feel abundant. I feel creative. I feel healthy. I feel all of the, all of these things. And I want to see my creations up on the wall or somebody that I know. And so my goal was just to fill up my walls. And if people didn't like it, then I could just kick them out. Like, yo, you can get out of my crib. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's my space. And so it became something that I started building these series on my wall. And so 
I remember one moment I had, and I brought my now wife out into the living room. I'm like, man, babe, there's something to this. I don't know how to explain this, but these are like, there's, there's something. I feel like there's a journey. Ah, this is going to be worth something one day. Literally. Call it arrogant, call it whatever you want. It was just what I naturally felt and I could translate in that moment. So I knew it was something to it. But then I, I got blessed probably like uh, three, four years later when I went to a, a, a dinner and I met this big collector at the dinner. And then a friend of mine who introduced me and I was there with had told him, you should show him some of your art. And I showed him some of my art and he loved it. And so he gave me this invitation to come see his collection and stuff. I met his curator and everything. And from that day, I was like, man, there's something to this. Mm -hmm. God is delivering something. And so I just went full speed from that day. And then I got blessed because the pandemic happened. So everybody was sitting down. Everybody mm -hmm. was sitting still. It wasn't, I wasn't auditioning for the for the roles or anything or I wasn't busy and so it gave me a chance to have two years of a master's class to find out who I was as an artist why God delivered this to me what is it that I was called to say all of those things because again when I go in I go all the way in you know right. what I mean and so I didn't want to take this lightly I didn't want to play with this uh, and so I had to figure out what it was that I was called to do in this space and I got blessed because it was at a time where I had the ability to take the time to get to know mm -hmm. this. But so many people didn't do that during the pandemic, man. Bro. Like, I, all I did, no way. I, this room became the way this room is because of the pandemic. Like I, I instantly, that's when I started just collecting more keyboards. That's when I started, but I started doing these things right. and like locking in and just being creative, learning new instruments, man. trying to, just trying to do the things that, you know, when the world started back up, right. we feel like we're a little too busy to do. Right. And yeah, it, it's, it's, it's amazing when I hear people who actually took the time to do that and sat themselves down. Like bro. you put in your 10,000 hours during that time. Cause you said, this is a gift. Bro, there's no other time that I've ever heard of where you had two years. Mm-hmm where everybody was neutral, everybody was on pause besides the people who are distributing the the COVID test and COVID vaccine yeah. and all that. They Other were working. Pfizer. You know everybody what I mean? Everybody else they were was working. on pause. But we were all on pause, bro. Yeah. And I'm like, me and my wife, shout out to my wife because my queen allowed me to tear up our house at, during that time and build this collection and allowed me to transition, you know, supported me. I ain't gonna say allowed, but supported me yeah. in this journey of, of, of this art during that time, because we wrecked our house up yeah. and transitioned the whole place, allowing or supporting me on, on creating this, this space. But we made a, you a made vow. The whole studio. Yeah. But we made a vow, bro. We're going to come out of this pandemic with momentum. Mm -hmm. If you don't have momentum during this time, you didn't use that time personally. It's what I said to myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not speaking about anybody else. Everybody had their own experience, man. I got blessed that I had 
a partner to endure that time with. Not everybody had the same gift, bro. A lot of people were lonely during that time. And so, you know, we tap in with as many people as we can, but I got blessed, bro. And, and I was like, with this blessing, I got to come out with momentum or what was this, what was this blessing for? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that's, that was a gift that, that, I believe the universe and God gifted me and, and I don't take it lightly. So that's why I go so hard in what I do because I know it was all divine, man. And it's a bigger story told through what both you and I are doing. And I just love being a vessel of this time and this translation and finally finding a voice of where can't a director tell me that I didn't make the right choice? Can a producer tell me? Can a, nobody, a coach can't tell me I didn't make the right choice on the court. Nobody can tell me this because everything that I'm being delivered and I'm translating this from the universe and I'm very protective of that. And so this has been the most gratifying, the most biggest blessing that I have received when it comes in terms of career and Mm -hmm. whatever the word you attach to purpose. This has been the biggest blessing on that besides, again, meeting my queen, bruv. Yeah, but you know it's funny. Me and Cleo, you know Cleo Thomas from Holy and my Road. and my dog Mister. I got to give my man Mister. <laughs> my man Mister is the man. Go ahead. I'm but sorry. No, I was just saying, my Go boy, ahead. my boy Cleo Thomas. We were talking about the same thing, and like he, you know, he was in Holes when he was younger, zero, and like he's done tours with Bow Wow, all this kind of stuff. You okay, know, he's walking tall with the right. He's been working same like Denzel and myself, yeah, yeah, yeah. working his entire life. That's dope. And we were just saying it's amazing though how like now we have the power. Now he he flipped all that he has an amazing twitch channel he has That's like dope. he has a real he has a real following for the things he does and the content he puts out weekly but people already knew him mm-hmm. he just reactivated him and guess Ooh. what he did that during, during the, the pandemic, pandemic. Wow. and he told me he said he literally sat there he said he has the notes he said he studied twitch he sat there he watched it for you had no excuse you had no excuse bro right you right. had no excuse. That's amazing, man. That's yeah. dope. Shout out to, what's his name? Cleo. Cleo, Cleo. Shout out yeah. to Cleo, man. And bro, he's like, he said the same thing and it, it makes complete <clears throat> sense. Like you had to take that time to build something. And I know even for myself, this is why I, you know, I, like I always say, I love film, love, but right. it takes so many people and it takes so many people to decide. Mm. Whereas that's one thing I've always <laughs> loved about music. Yeah. It's, it is what it is. Right. You know what I mean? You can either put it out, you can do whatever. Right. And then even starting something like this and moving into, into this space, it's like, Man. no, like it's came from a game when these things weren't available. That's what, what how I look at it. It's like, yeah. Growing up in it, there were just certain things you you had to play ball a certain way. That's what it had to be. Mm-hmm. Now everyone has their own channel, right. just like you said. Like you're like, no, this is me. Right. I don't have to. I run this shit the way I want to run right. it. You know what I mean? Right. Opposed to you know the ca- a casting director feeling like, oh, you didn't think how many middlemen you got to talk to to I'm get saying. a check in that shit. That's what I'm saying. And that's my thing. I'm like, I believe. Yeah, I can make as much money as I will doing that, building my own thing, and probably will I make don't disagree. more. And I don't disagree. And then bro. guess what? And then they'll come right on over and they'll say, "Hey, right. we gotta have you in because right. you built something, and right. we want to use your IP to build right. our thing." I'm already sending love to something that you've already said, man. You said your producer brain. I'm going to send love to your producer brain, man. May that producer brain have favor. May Thank it continue you, to be aligned and be guided because we need you to win, bro. We need you to be in that position because now you can create and get a return on your investment. 
then that's the that's the that's goal we at all times. Yeah. More people, especially uh, minorities, like yes, yeah. getting a return on their investments and not just getting creative. I mean, don't get me wrong. The creativity is beautiful, but we need returns on our creative investment. You know what I mean? Right. That's all I'm saying. It's like, because we know how this game goes. Right. It's not going to be immediate. Right. But if you put the time in, oh, that's you got to find no a way to flip it. No you know question. what I mean? And find a way to make that monetize because the beauty of it is just like art, just like anything else. Once it's in the stratosphere and people can adopt it. Right. It, it lives on and there's a lot of ways to get residuals and royalties off of the things that you create. Intellectual property is a motherfucker, man. I'm, I, I, <laughs> I, I literally have shifted my, my, my whole brain when it comes to that. And that's why I'm championing even hearing yours is I don't see myself as an actor in this, in this game anymore, man. Mm -hmm. I refuse to see myself as an actor in this game. I see myself as a producer who is an artist on screen sometimes mm -hmm. who licenses or, or leases loans out his entity mm -hmm. to be an artist on screen. But yeah. I have to think like a producer. I have to shift my mind into, okay, at some point when we get profits on whichever stream that we invest in, reinvest. Right. And if I can reinvest as a producer and can't nobody tell me nothing and we go and create what we want, with with our taste and our yes, bro. We, yeah. I, that's the only way I want to see it, man. We got limited time on Earth, bro. That's the only way I want to see it. And so, because the producer that is the producer and the director that is the director, the investor that is the investor, they see themselves as that. Yeah, they think it. They don't even. They don't see themselves as nothing else. They never even. They don't they, split it, bro. They yeah. not thinking about no day rate check as an actor. <laughs> Hell no. They ain't thinking about that, bro. They thinking about you know if I'm gonna invest fifty k, I might make five hundred k or a mil. They thinking about that. You know what I'm saying? And I get it. Bro, I completely get it. We, and we, we, we sitting wasting here, gas trying to go get a job that odds are low. I, but I, and again, I'm not knocking anyone in that in that perspective. I said I had to shift mine because I, I, I didn't feel comfortable anymore in that in that thinking. Well, the, you know, Me. The, the the problem is, I think just where we're at now too is just like it's like the old conventional artists, like as yeah. in like music artists, yeah. like that don't work no more like how it used to. You <laughs> right, know, like right. you don't just get like oh the label signed me. I sit around. I don't do right. anything. I just wait and I wait till the songs get written and then I go and then I have an amazing voice. Right. That shit don't fly no more. Right. You making some TikToks. You taking some pictures somewhere. You doing right. some blah blah blah. You don't like just to get your career started. Right. Like, you have to have a producer brain at least whether it's at this social media or whether right. it's at this music or whether it's at this making films. Yeah. Because the problem is everyone can go create. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to pick the best out of all the people who are out creating. Mm -hmm. If you're sitting waiting that's on amazing. us to call you, mm -hmm. that's not going to work because you know what we're going to do? We're going to get the more popping version of you of somebody who's already built a platform right. and then we're going to pay them more money than you right. because they've been over here building this platform and not trying to like not trying to get our attention the whole time. Wow. Hey, 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 it's me. Hey, I just exactly. sent that tape again. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you, you remember I came in last year? No, nigga. But yeah. guess what? I'd remember you if you found a way to get a following. Yep. And then it would be, hey, why don't we just put an offer out? I mean, what? It's Tim Lyons. He can do that. It's a whole that's different conversation. A whole man. different conversation. It's a whole different conversation. And that's, I mean, that's, that's where you want to be. There's no question. That's and, where it redirects. 
uh, a warrior or, you know, a hungry person. That's what redirects that feeling. Yeah, yeah. That feeling right there is like, oh, man, nah, nah, nah. This don't feel good. I got to find a way. I got to, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This just don't feel right. And so I, I get what you're saying. No, bro. no, bro. I, I had the same revolu- revelation. That's yeah. dope, man. So wait, so just to back it up. Yep. So you just said, I want to fill my walls up with stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then you, what, did you go to YouTube and be like, yeah, how do I start painting? So like- to answer your question, bro, I, and I don't know how long this is going to be. This is just the space that I've been since being delivered this path. I used to, I'm big into uh, studying comedy and stuff too. I love stand up. and Same. I love You know Same. what I mean? Comedy and music is like my worlds. I love it. And so a lot of comedians that I know and actors, I would hear them say, hey, I don't really listen to, or I don't, listen to a, a person's set beforehand mm-hmm. or or anything like that, I can't hear someone's set because I don't want to steal from them. I don't want to subconsciously steal one of their jokes or take one of their, their um, punchlines or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. And I remember hearing that and I'm like, dang, but artists steal all the time. But they wanted to protect it to not have what they're being translated organically and uniquely from their own perspectives tainted. Right. To me, that kind of registered, bro, because I was like, man, this is a interesting, unique delivery that I know has some kind of abundant utility through it. And so I want to protect it and speak in my own voice. And I really don't want to go beyond my initial. So the story, the blueprint that gave me wings was shout out to my 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 friend, uh, a lover heart, lover spirit, um, Tara Holt. She's an actress friend of mine. And we were studying, we was in class and everything. And she was like, I was studying characters. And she was like, man, you should watch this documentary over this artist named Basquiat. And she was like, I think you're going to like it. And sure enough, I hadn't watched it yet. She was like, have you watched it yet? Have you? There it is. Are you, you know kidding I mean? me? And so, bro, I hadn't, I heard of the name, but I I didn't know his story. I didn't know who he was. And so she made me, she was like, Darnell, you have to watch this. And so I watch it, bro. My life changed immediately. I saw the blueprint. I thought, because this whole time I didn't explore art because I thought you had to go to art school. I thought you had to go through mm. some type of, get a, a master's and then go into this like museum route, this resident, all this whole route that sounded so far-fetched for me because I hadn't seen no example of no black artist that was young in Kansas City taking right. care of his family, doing all of that. I ain't seen no mess like that. And so- I, You didn't I, see it in acting either though, but guess what? Your but, ass figured it out. There's no question. <laughs> there's no question. But I I was sitting here. I had a, I had a vehicle into uh, acting though. It was modeling. Aha. I got discovered as a model first, so gotcha. which I didn't even know I could do, but that was simple <laughs> enough. You you got in front of a camera, put on this big ass cheesy smile, and you sell the clothes. You do what you got to do. Run. I was an athlete. I was doing athletic campaigns, Dunking doing all of shit. that. But I was blessed. You talking about? Have you ever uh, read the book Outliers? Yeah. Okay. So blessed to be in to start this path in South Florida because Miami and those casting offices down there. You could be going in for a modeling 
uh, audition. And then at the same time, in another room over there, is some commercials going on, commercial casting right. or TV casting going on. So me, I'm just popping over there, acting like I was supposed to be there. Right. And I end up meeting a couple casting directors that was for commercials. And I was like, hey, I would love to audition, you know, and I got, you know, love. Shout out to Lori Wyman, Brad Davis, and um, I can't think of the other ladies now. I'm so sorry. But um, who who saw something in me and let me, you know, jump on some auditions and ended yeah. up finding a pathway into commercials and then into TV. And so that's how I got into to acting because it was – a byproduct of being in the same space with modeling. Mm, you know what I mean? And then my sense. modeling agency, shout out to Boca Talent down in South Florida. They represent at that time, and I, they, maybe they still do, uh, models and actors for TV and film and all of that. And so it was a it was a natural bridge, and it gave me the um, ability to build my resume in a, in a smaller smaller pond and then be able to use that because I did a TV show down there in Magic City and then the writer on there um, told me hey man you gotta you gotta move out here to LA if you're really trying to get these bigger roles and everything mm. or else you're gonna be stuck down here and so I got blessed man all divine timing it all worked out but when it came to this um, this acting I was like yo this dude did not go to school mm. He created what he wanted to. I'm a grown kid. I'm a big kid. This dude creates work that looked like a grown kid did it. Mm. And it was genius. The the breakdown, the the science behind it, the stories behind it was smarter than most most, you know, most people ever, bro. Like his stuff, he was he was out of this world, bro. And he was able to create what he wanted and it wasn't initially received. And he was so rebellious. And that's how I am. I'm a rebel. Yeah. But I'm 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 a, I'm a nice guy, but I'm a rebel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, yo, this dude just gave me the blueprint. Right. And that was the wings that I needed. And I haven't looked back ever since. So I mean, after I filled up those walls and then I had that, like I said, I had that blessing of a conversation and a discovery, man. I just dedicated that time and I opened up my art business at February of 2022, and it's been an amazing, amazing journey um, to be where I'm at right now, man. And this, we we only getting started. The yeah, hustle is man. crazy. We only getting started. We doing so many, so many amazing, blessed things, man. And I'm just so excited to be delivered this um, this journey, man, because I know it's going to really, really impact a lot of people and impact me and set up something for the next generation, which is all about, man, in my opinion. No, 100%. 100%. You got you to gotta make sure the next generation is doing better than you. You know what I'm saying? Keep it, keep it going. Man, I had a lot of people who helped me. I had a lot of big bros who, you know, mm -hmm. helped me along this way. So I got to pay that forward yeah. and make sure that I set up the next generation, be a big bro for the next generation. So how, how did you get to Florida? So from Kansas City, when did you move to Florida? Basketball. That's why I said I had three different journeys. Gosh. bro. <laughs> so, okay. So let's talk nah. about the basketball though. Yeah. So early Kansas City, did your parents put you in sports? or? Not, you... Well, my mom, she did. I'm not going to take that away from her. She definitely, uh, and my stepdad, uh, rest in heaven, uh, Diz, 
he he was a basketball player, so he had me, you know, we go out and we play basketball uh, all the time and we'll work on this jumper. And, and it was the first uh, installment of like how old heads tell these far-fetched stories, bro. <laughs> oh my God. My stepdad, if I didn't get up and, and go and put up a hundred shots or something like that, he'd be like, man, don't you know, I had to shovel snow for a mile. And then I had to shoot with my my fingers was frozen and I was still putting up shots and I ain't had man, all these crazy stories and it made you just like not feel comfortable in the bed no more. Like, yo, <laughs> yeah. you a poop putt. You just laying around. You know what I mean? I'm this lazy. You know what yeah. I mean? And so I, I, I used to go and put in that work and everything with him and my mom would definitely support and drop me off at practices and all of that and come to all of my games. But it was a time where it made sense as a journey. This mm-hmm. is why I always give my uncle... Uh, my uncle aunt credit because as a journey he sat me down and he's like yo you got to get a college degree and I wouldn't even think about that bro my first my first love was entertainment I thought that me and my brother because I got an older brother Uh and they used to call us the Wayans brothers all the time (laughs) so I literally in my small small town thinking thought that everybody was talking about these Kirkwood brothers and some directors was going to find us and say that they want to do a show, bro. Like I I literally thought this. Yeah. So I didn't even think about college or anything like that. Cause I was like, man, I'm going to be an actor. I'm, I'm, I'm heading, heading to Hollywood. I didn't know how it was going to happen to anything. This is my real thoughts, bro. And then my uncle sat me down and had me, you know, getting more realistic. And he was like, yo, you got to go to college and get yourself a degree. Cause what if, what if entertainment don't work out? What if basketball don't work out or whatever? Just go at least get yourself a degree. And I didn't want my mom to have to pay for college, put her in that situation. Mm-hmm. So, bro, I made it a immediate decision later. And it was probably like my ninth grade year where I got into basketball. And so I was a late bloomer. Like everybody else had already played in sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Yeah. I was just playing like, you know, at parks and everything, but I never played organized ball. And my cousin put me on like his travel team and I just made sure since I was behind the game again, mm-hmm. how I feel behind the game, I worked harder than everybody. It, there's anybody on the back that grew up playing basketball with me will always can always say I when it came to practices and everything, I worked harder than everybody. I was the first one diving on the floor. I was a defense. I didn't have all the skill set, so I was behind. So I was like, at least I can have control on my effort. Mm-hmm. So wasn't nobody going to beat me to no loose balls. Wasn't nobody going right. to out, out rebound me. And if you didn't box me out, I was dunking on you. Like that's how, I, <laughs> like straight out, because I didn't have no shot at that point. So right. I was like, if I'm going to get a scholarship, it's going to be off a straight hustle and just finding a way to find so, a way. Closing and, the gap. Man, yeah. and I'm still on that same journey of finding a way, man. So that's where that, that started. And I ended up getting a scholarship to um, uh, a junior college first, uh, Otero Junior College in Colorado. And then I got offered some D1 scholarships, but then I got injured right before I, I was about to sign my letter of intent. And then they, they reneged once they found out I got injured, which was a blessing in disguise, man, because uh, this school down in South Florida, Lynn University, finally reached out to me and was like, hey, I heard that you're still available. We saw you at this this uh, camp and we wanted you, but, you know, you wasn't able to be on our radar. And so now, mm-hmm. we, now you are, if you're interested, come down here, you know. And so I came, went on a visit, man, and it was like two or three miles from the beach. My first time seeing the beach and everything. Wow. And so, but the, the interesting um, fact that they gave me that that stood out to me was it was the second richest city per capita 
Right. So I recall my uncle's conversation where he said, yo, make sure that you at least set up your life and make sure that if something doesn't work out on the basketball and the entertainment, you at least got business knowledge and business relationships to build on so you can be an entrepreneur. Because I had already told him I didn't want a job. I never I never felt comfortable at a, a nine to five. I, it, it, that scares mm, me. No. And some people, it, it, it's security for them. And I, I, I understand. I, but the, know, way you, the way you think, I mean, even just hearing your story about yeah, basketball, yeah. Thinking, hearing your story about art, yeah. thing, the way you work, same with myself, the way yeah. you work and the way you think, it's not conducive for someone nah. like you. Because I will say- And again, like no some, shot to anybody. No, who, no, no. But, but it is, it's a different thought process. Right. Some people want to exactly. know what the fuck they're supposed to do exactly. and then go do it. And and there, no, there's a system in place. Right. And then I do this, I do this, I get here. I agree. I do, it is. It takes a load off your mind, right. and then you, you can focus on your job, 100%. especially if you have a lot of responsibilities. 100%. It's it makes sense. 100%. But if you're not one of those people who just can fit in somebody else's system, right. if you're not the kind of person, you have to you have to take matters into your own hands. And you've already come. Same with me. Um, you know, doing entertainment my whole life. You come from a place where it's like okay it's still a form right. of entertainment right. you were in entertainment hooping yeah right. sports but it's sports right. entertainment right. you know like you knew this is what you wanted to be a part of in any form or fashion right you know um and yeah like i think that's yeah it, it just wouldn't work for you and your brain always, don't work that way nah, yeah and always with love like i said I'm a rebel, so I didn't. I don't like people telling me what to do. So I chose a path that's a harder path that allows me not to have to be in that position. Now I can collaborate on discoveries instead yeah. of being told that this is the only way this works and this is the only way to do this and this is the only way to think about it or you're wrong or you're right. I, I, I don't yeah, work no. well in those type yeah. of systems. So it is what it is, man. So, um, yeah, and so that's how I got in. I mean, I, I, I arrived in Florida, man, and sure enough, you know, just – Focusing on that, I mean, having that 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 uh, that fact ring a bell, it ended up allowing me to build some the best, some of the best relationships I've ever built was down there, man. And I'm so grateful. South Florida is like a second home to me, and I'm thankful that the divine universe aligned that. Because mm. if I didn't get injured, I was either going to be in Minnesota. Um, Albany, New York, or Colorado, or or Wichita, in Wichita, <laughs> Kansas, and so and oh, uh, Louisiana. Places, oh, them places sound so, terrible. Um, I mean, <laughs> Albany, you, know I mean? you would have been. How far is Albany from New York City? It's a couple hours, I believe. Oh, okay, so that would have been tough. Yeah, not nah, Colorado would have been cold. cool. Colorado was dope, man. Colorado would have been cool. I liked Colorado. But it was it I, again. It was just something. <laughs> but Florida's that's how. But that's just how my journey works, man. Yeah. I I know when I hear something, and I know when something is aligned, and I I receive it and I apply it. And that's that. I've been doing that since I was a kid, and so that's how this journey has worked for me. And that's so that's how I ended up in in Florida, man, is through basketball and getting a scholarship and getting recruited from Lynn University. So that's, that's amazing, where I was at. Bro. And then that's crazy. That's I love the, but it's like checkpoints. It's like a, it's like a fucking Literally. quest. It's Literally. like, okay, you got to go through these missions. Literally. That'll get you here. Cause then you'll meet these people yep. who, yeah, they might be inactive for Man. about the next six to eight years, but it'll matter at some point. Then while you're doing that, you, they're not ready Man. to help you yet, but it's because you're still learning this part of the quest. Right. And then right. 
and it just keeps going and going. I can't even imagine how I'm here without the checkpoints of, of um, like you said, um, Colorado and Florida and even Denmark. So that would. I, I, now, I how's Denmark come into play? That's where I went. I went and played overseas basketball. Ah. And I played two years professionally over in. So what, what years was this? Um, 07 to 09. Okay, 07 to 09. 07 so you, to 09. So you went from, so out of college, did that, did you start getting offers out of college? Nah, man. So that's what I'm saying. Like, so I wasn't even getting recruited for real, for real out of college. It's a crazy story. I ain't going to go into that story. That's another, that's another day. But basically my uh, coach tried to, what he did, interjected, and I ended oh. up having to uh, represent myself and just, so that was crazy, which I can imagine you probably, I don't know, have you ever went a time where you didn't have reps? Oh, and like- And you were still trying to audition? Were nah, you able to do, okay. So it's it, just imagine the world of but a person who does casting that. Yes, yes, yes. That would be awful. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm training half of the day to make sure that I'm ready for the opportunity. And then the other half of the day, calling, emailing people overseas, trying to get, get you know, someone to take a risk on me and go play. And I ended up, you know, partnering with actually one of my teammates from Lynn back home, uh, had a team that needed a player because they were re replacing uh, one of their other players. And so like a month or two into the season, you know, I flew over there and finished his contract and then got my my own contract the next year and literally the last game of the uh season the last play to win the game I had a two-hand dunk that tore both of my labrums we we won the game last <sighs> second tore both of my labrums and I basically retired and that's when I was telling you about getting discovered for the Modeling. Modeling. Yeah. So then you, you came back to Florida. And yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because it was, it was, uh, I had gotten offers after that, but I couldn't execute them because I couldn't even lift my arms. And so I was like, Jesus you know what? Christ. I don't really want to do this no more. Like when it comes to the hustle, the, the, the level of effort that you got to put in to stay efficient at that level. Mm and still take care of your body and still try to take care, uh, provide for yourself. It's, it's not an easy path and it's, and it's not something with any kind of guarantees. And I realize the duration of this is short. Say, your clock, the clock short. doesn't go along. And so yet. I'm like, yo, if I'm going to invest in my path, I want to invest in something that's going to be sustained. Cause what happened, bro? I had a moment. I was over in Denmark. You, you don't have a lot of the the same channels and everything over there. So the only U.S. Um, content that you would see on TV would be like hot in Cleveland. And so <laughs> I remember, and but I had Martin, I had uh, Sanford and Sons, and I had the Cosby show all on DVDs okay. over there. So I was just in the, was running in the office, in the office. I had them join some rotation, right? And so, because, you know, it was different. And, but I remember one day I'm I'm resting because I did get injured and uh, during the season, but it was all good. But I was watching Hot in Cleveland and I saw Betty White and she was having the time of her life yeah. on this episode. And I was like, yo, that is so dope. You're seasoned in this game and you're still, I think she was in her eighties at this time. 
And still getting and still check. get and doing what she, she loves and <laughs> still sending this energy that blessed me all the way over in Denmark, bro. And mm. I was like, man, what a gift. And I want to invest in that. I want to invest in a journey that I'm still able to do what I love and bless others until I'm in my 80s. Because at that time, you know, even though I was watching the Cosby show, Bill Cosby, before all this mess was going on, he was still doing his thing in entertainment and stuff mm-hmm. as well. Too. Yeah, he was still doing stand-up. So still influential. Doing, yeah. And I'm like, yo, this is what I want to do. This is, this is, I want to invest in this path. And then that's when that modeling and everything, you know, came about. And so I just, you know, like I said, went full speed until we we got out here to LA. You and have a real alchemist lifestyle. <laughs> Every anything that you legit though. Se- yeah, you set out on that Man. shit. The pieces are provided, and but you you go put them. I pay attention together, to though, the too. universe, though, bro. You pay attention. Yeah. I pay attention, and that's yeah. that's what that's what this I'm doing through this whole art. That's what this art is is based on discoveries along the way. So if I can help highlight people in understanding how the universe speaks to them Mm -hmm. and help them be aware of it and then encourage them to receive it because not all of us are open to receive something that Mm -hmm. may not be what you want. What you think you need right Right. now. And if you're open to receiving that and then applying it and then also take it a step further and find the through line of how it can go through you and help someone else, Mm -hmm. I feel like if you pay attention to that formula, you'll always be paved the way because I believe that energy in the universe is supposed to go through. It's not supposed to stop. So if you constantly are finding deliveries that are able to go through you, then it'll continue because existence has continued up until this point. Mm. So what existence needs is to continue. It doesn't want to stop. Think about that, bro. Think about that. Like, if existence has arrogantly been stated to be 4.6 billion years or whatever it is, I mean, one, how could we ever measure that? Because we're humans. But if it's been in that, so allegedly, it's been in continuance, so sent for 4.6 billion years. So anything that stops ain't getting no love. Facts. Because it needs to continue. Continue, yeah. So if you think about every this is how I try to think about it. Like everything that I get delivered, how can it go through me? Right. How can it go through me? And then I find the pathway and it's just been constantly blessing me along this way, bro. And that's why I feel like basketball got taken from me because it wasn't going through me like it should have, like what I prayed for. I prayed for that, man. I was against all odds to go overseas. Mm -hmm. And I got that blessing of that, that, delivery but I don't just me personally mm. other people may feel a different way other people may feel like I was impactful or influential or whatever they feel but me personally knowing on my own gauge I realized I didn't do with it what I was supposed to it was a very selfish experience and I wanted to indulge man I wanted to um, get that a rare experience and see right. what it's like man yeah. I was a what star was Denmark bro, like, I got that's spoiled a, bro, I, I got spoiled it. I ain't gonna lie to you man I got spoiled to the point where it made me go celibate this nigga was David Ruffin <laughs> <laughs> Denmark showed me love man I can't I don't have nothing bad to say about Denmark that's Denmark showed dope. me love all the people in Denmark man I appreciate y'all 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 bless me beyond measure man I'm, I'm thankful for the experience for that's real. great so wh- what's real. the culture like in Denmark like- it's different man like my first day 
my first day was I, I didn't feel like I was going to make it out there because they they dropped me off. My my coach had picked me up. They gave me a car and I'm get dropped off dropped off like in the middle center center area. Mm-hmm. And they had said like the rush. I mean the grocery store is down the street and to the left. And as soon as I go, I walk down. I'm, I, I put my stuff in my room and everything, and I immediately take my, you know, uh, dang, what is the Danish? I forget, Kroners or something like that, Kroners? I forget what the currency is called. Oh, oh Kroners, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I was, I took my, you know, money, and I went down to, I was going down to the grocery store, and the first person that I exchanged, because you know me, bro, I'm a, hey, what's up, hey, how you yeah, doing? How you, you know, I'm a, I'm a social person, like, that's who I, you know? And so I'm like, hey, like that, and... Buddy just looked at me and frowned. And I'm like, dang, that's rude as heck. And so the next person, I was like, let me try this again. And I wave, hey. They're like, and they literally flipped me the bird. Oh, wow. Like gave me, and I'm like, <laughs> yo. So I call my coach and I'm like, yo, you got to get me out of here, man. These people racist, yo. I just tried, and he, was, he started laughing. I was like, bro, this ain't funny. And then he was like, no, you're American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you're American. You, we don't have the same type of interactions over there. They don't understand why you're speaking to them because they don't know you. All my Swedish friends and all the like people I've known from Sweden or Sweden. Like, shout out to yeah. that. They dope too. Yeah, no, for sure. Especially on the music tip. Yeah. But like Swedish friends, even I'll even say Australians are a little better about it. But most like I know Europeans and stuff. Yeah. They they always would say they'd be like, man, if I get on a plane, because yeah. a lot of them were DJs, they're like, I'll get on a plane, and if I sit next to an American, oh fuck, yeah. he wants to talk all day, because they're just like, we don't do that, exactly. We, we get in, we you do you, I'm doing me. We don't need to Bro. do this niceties thing. So I didn't get that disclaimer beforehand. <laughs> you like, so, what's good, man? How you doing? I just want you to grab a. Bro, I know you know because you're the same way, bro. Yeah, when I pulled yeah. up with you at, at Sundance, bro, everywhere we went, what's up, Aisha? What's up? Oh, what's up? What's... Bro, you you couldn't sit still, bro. And I'm sitting here like, yo, this dude is a social butterfly. Like, dang, I, it made me have to take a step back. I'm usually the social guy. I was like, yo, I get to chill. My guy, <laughs> Maestro, everybody loving my guy. So that was funny, though. And it's, it's, I'm, I'm such a, uh, an introvert, though, really. Bro, it's, I call it a confused introvert. That's what I call it. I say I'm a confused introvert. Yeah. Because like, I would have thought you was an extrovert yeah, that Yeah, I day. enjoy going out. I enjoy... No, that's a lie. I enjoy being in, and I enjoy, like... You can call it working, but, like, creating yeah. while yeah. I'm in. That yeah. I really enjoy, because then also I know I can... Same way you said about when you walked in here. I can Man, control my energy. I can, feel it. I can control what's going on. I can, I can feel c- it. control what kind of room it is. Yeah. And like you said, and if you don't like it... Yeah, you can just fucking go. Or no. you'll want to go anyway. I don't even have to say anything. This isn't your energy. Right. Because it doesn't mesh with mine, you'll be gone. And you'll if it does mesh, you're comfortable. Yeah. We can have a good time. We can have a conversation. We can Straight play up. some video, whatever the fuck. But like, uh, fuck, how did I get on that? Um, Dang, we've been vibing. Uh, Introvert. Confused oh, introvert. Confused introvert. Yeah, yeah, yeah introvert. because, but I enjoy my space and my time. I do like being with people, but yeah. I like it to be a curated group of people yes just going out to go out i don't love it now if i put my mind in that this i'm not going to complain this is what nah, we're doing but right. let's make sure the event like you said we was out of sundance and hell yeah we at sundance there's man. a reason right there's some there's a reason to be 
talking to, to people, jovial. Yeah. We we technically working, we but work. I'm in that headspace. No question. Opposed to if you're just like, hey man, it's Friday. Let's right. just go hit the. Nah. What we what are we gaining here? <laughs> are we, we going doing? for someone we really fuck with? Right, right. Are we going for because we that's different too. Right, you know, it's always right. Denzel's birthday. You know, right. nigga, oh, that's right. an outing. Right. I'm not going. Just to just be out right. and then try to holler at some bitches and do like right. I get it, it's cool, but that's not my way of doing things because right. I'm also like based on where I am. Like you said, there's a certain energy in that place. Yeah. There's a reason why people go to that place based on the type of people they yeah, are who want to be in that place. So know. what kind of energy do you expect to get when you're at certain types of events? No, nah, no doubt, no doubt, man. It's you know people want to act surprised. It's like everybody's yeah. fake out here. Well, look where you spend your 100%, time. One hundred percent. I I love the words you use. Curated. I definitely curate my time. Mm, yeah, you I must curate my time. Yeah, you must. Yeah. yeah, you have to curate your your. Your environment, you have to curate yeah. your people and and your and your time. One hundred percent. Yeah, I agree, bro. Yeah, man. So before we get out of here, yeah, I was gonna bro. ask you also, but um, there was something I was I wanted to ask. Oh, I didn't realize that you did. Like, what was the uh, soap opera you were on? Oh, Young and the Restless. Young and the yeah, Restless. Yeah, I didn't. Explain. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm like, this buddy, yo yeah. ass be, you be working, man. <laughs> man, I, I, that was, that was another gift, man, because it was more of a nostalgic job for me. Mm. So I grew up watching this show with my grandmother, my mom, you I know, knew he was family. Gonna say grandma, for real. sure, yeah. You know, and, when I'll be over her house, she'll watch it and other soap operas. So it was a, a gang of them. It was like all all my children, children. <laughs> like all you know, General Hospital, all of them. And so you'll float from one to the next. But I remember Young and the Restless as a kid. And again, I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. So a lot of that's a big that's a big show in that yeah. demographic. And so when I I got the opportunity. It was crazy, man, because I had to turn down another job. And I can't even think about which one it was. I had to turn down another job and bet on this job because it was only going to be five episodes. It was only going to be five episodes. But just, again, how I think, I'm like, yo... Y'all see five episodes, but I'm going to come in here. I'm going to shake some shit up. Because we have the advantage of Twitter giving you like real-time data. Uh, so I had to make sure you those first, well you know that. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Those first few episodes, Jordan Wow had to come in and at least make shake up so something yeah. and have fans be like, yo, who's Jordan Wilde? Or say something. And so those five episodes, man... It got I got blessed. It turned into a year and a half of work, you know. And I, you know, I, it was it was it was a fun it was a fun experience, man. And it was even doper because at that time my grandmother was alive. Oh, so, so she to, got to watch see, it. for me, bro, there's not a lot of projects that it's like, yo, this is this is for the town. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. When I saw myself for the first time go, get on that screen, because 
I was on the front news of the newspapers. I was doing interviews and everything. And so Kansas City, they 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 was proud, man. We was proud. And so to finally see me jump on that screen, for me, it was so many emotions because again, I was like, one, I never even thought the day that I was that kid that was sitting on the floor watching this with my grandmother that I was going to enter that screen, that same screen. And my my grandmother now get to see her little grandbaby who was sitting right here and just activated the faith of God to be on that screen. And then to to go on there, man, the town was so amped and I was it meant the world to me. And so that's a project that was like one of those nostalgic ones because it was it was like, yo, we did it for the yeah. town. And even though it was it's a soap opera, that's the that's the biggest soap opera I believe yeah. to date. Yeah. And you know, you got to spin that from five episodes and, and, and make something of it. That's a blessing, man. And, and I, I'm thankful for that experience because one thing that I say soap operas taught me as a creative, and you'll understand uh -huh. this as a creative on screen that even in basketball, if you miss the shot, if you went back on defense and came back on offense, still thinking about that shot you missed, oh uh, yeah, mm -mm. you're not present anymore. It'll it'll potentially spiral you. Yeah, and so in soap opera, if you mess up a take, you don't have multiple takes like you do on, uh, you know, uh, network or. A film or something like that. They they have five cameras going at once, oh, five four cam, multicam. Yeah. So it ain't like you get you get to make up that mess up on a tight or a mids or anything like that. The you got that one take, you got that rehearsal, and if you barely get a rehearsal, you got the rehearsal and then that take, and then you on because you're shooting like sometimes two episodes a day, and so it taught me how to not be so precious and be so much in your head on your work mm -hmm. you do you come in you prepare pre, i mean prepped and prepared and you do it and then you got to move on that's what the, that's what uh when i was younger doing theater doing oh, okay. theater talk, oh so you did that. theater yeah yeah yeah. oh okay yeah. so yeah that's like bro i yeah. didn't know you had theater in yeah, your I bed did, too I that's did, another uh raising in the sun uh, oh the you did that yeah and then i did i was travis and then i did the lion king as well I was like, oh, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting here. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> yeah, dope, bro. But I, I won't lie. It is it is not only is it a lot uh, a lot more uh, wear and tear on your body, but oh, no I, at least I was a kid, you know. Yeah. But it's also, bro, it's it, you got oh, like you said, you got to keep going. Like there is no, even as a kid, it's just like, you know, you, you don't bro, stop you and be like, wait, no, there ain't no wait. You, you, if you mess up the line or you don't know the line, and that's why also working with older actors, like wow. you'll, you'll learn things like even in rehearsal, if you're not, you know, you forget the line or something, they say something like they'll, they'll feed you something so you can, you know, you uh, <sighs> look at these fields. So wait, everything the lights touches is mine? Thank you. You know what right, I mean? But right, it's right, like, right. It, we got it. It's just like life. It's momentum. You got to keep going. 100%. Because once you stop, 100%. it's a lot harder to restart up 100%. than it is to just keep going. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, nah. So Young and the Restless, like I said, it, it blessed me. And it's, it, it was the perfect amount of time on there, yeah. man. And I'm thankful for it. And, and then you went from it. there to, and then I, I know you did some other projects in between, Lou the Dreamer yeah. and all that. Yeah. But then- how did Top Gun happen? 
man, I didn't even know that I was auditioning for that. Me and Denzi just talked about it on my podcast. Shout out to Denise Chayman. They give you one of those phantom names. You know what I mean? Like I said, producer brain, when I don't know what you're going for sometimes, you could go in there and just do something that's not in the vein of what they need. But you know what's interesting, bro? Do you do commercial auditions? (laughs) I should do more of them. But you do sometimes? Yeah, sometimes. Okay, so in commercial auditions... A lot of times when you're working with companies like Apple, mm. they'll have one of those fake names and yep. stuff too. Oh, I know. So when I saw the name on the audition, I knew it was some kind of flood, you know, some kind of fake name, but I didn't know for what. You still don't know for what. Yeah, it could but be a I was, new plane movie. You have no idea. So mm. I knew it was at least uh, a fake name. Right. But again, I did, it didn't matter to me. I, did, it didn't, I didn't care. Like I, I got so much love for... Denise Chayman, man, because she's one of those uh, casting directors who immediately saw something in me. And you you are in casting's room where the casting director may collaborate with you on, yeah. you know, kind of give you some some feedback give yeah. you like one, working with one, you. You, yes, the working with, that's the word. Yeah. That's the word. She, she was working with me and and it empowered me so much because I was like, this lady is working with, I can tell she's working with me on this. She wants me to win just like I want to make That's sure fine. that I look good for her because mm-hmm. she's the one who has to make send her submissions. So I want to make sure that I'm, 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 I'm looking good for her as well, not just me. Mm-hmm. Her, her, her belief in me, man. So I just was stoked to go in there and work out again, do another, you know, uh, mm-hmm. workout with, with, with Denise and her, her team over there. And we just had fun in this audition because, and it's interesting, that's the same feeling I felt with Young and the Restless. And that's why I took that risk mm-hmm. on Young and the Restless because that casting director, I'm so sorry, I can't even think of her name. Sheila, Sheila, I can't think of her na- last name. I'm so sorry. Um, but she was the same way for me. Yeah. And you just, you know, when you walk in that room and mm-hmm. the room is already set up for you, it's art and it's up for you to execute. And that's what it was, man. And, and we just had so much fun. You're playing. You just, yes. Yeah. So I didn't even care, bro. I literally did. I left that. And I was just like, man, that was so much fun. Shout out to Denise. I had another experience. And then it was a little while had went, uh, had went by and they was like, yo, you on hold for that, uh, it was island something job. <laughs> you like, and huh? I was like, dang, I forgot all about that. Oh, okay. I'm on hold. That's the way to do it though, too. And a lot of people don't realize that. Like I've always, even when I used to go into rooms, second I walk out, throw the sides away. Man. Like, I don't, like, I'm not sitting on this. No. This is over. Gotta they, be busy. Their, pro- their project is their project and they're going to make it with or without me. They, cool. But I know I went there, I did my thing. Bro. And then when I'm out, I'm out. If, if you want to call me back, I'll get new sides. I overthought so many projects that I thought that I just booked. You know, when you're on hold in there, bro, you waking up already being on set, doing the whole <laughs> thing, and then they just crush you. When they say, yo, nah, they went another direction. direction. I was like, bro, I just dedicated two and a half weeks of my life to thinking that I was going to be on the set. So anyway, I learned very quickly to your point to let that joint go. Like I yeah. had to get that wisdom to mm. throw it to, and but be busy. So I was, I'm so busy that I wasn't even thinking about it. I, bro, I completely forgot about it. And then it wasn't until I booked it 
that they finally told me what, what it, it was. was. And so they booked it. It was like, yo, congratulations, you booked uh, Island, whatever it was, and which real name is Top Gun. And I was like, yo, and I couldn't say nothing to nobody, nobody. for yeah. two years because mm-hmm. it happened right as the pandemic was starting. Oh, bro. so then you had to wait till the box office reopened. Bro, so bro you just, I had to wait two years, so I couldn't <laughs> say nothing. My hair was longer, everything, because I had the shortcut at that yeah. time. So people didn't even know it was me at first at, <laughs> because of I had a whole new look. You know what I mean? That was We had to wait and sit on it, and they That's didn't even know. Wild. No one knew. Like a, my mom and my... My mom and my uh, wife and my brother yeah, like the immediate, were the only yeah. ones who knew, but I couldn't tell no one else, yeah. man. That's that wild, bro. Yeah, dog. So that was a cool experience, man. So three of your favorite books. You you already mentioned uh, yeah, Outliers. Outliers. Yeah. My three favorite books. And the bo- books. what was the Basquiat book called? It was a documentary. The documentary. What was that documentary called? Um, I think it's Ra- Radiant Child. Radiant Child. Okay. Um, three favorite books. Every year I try to cycle through the Celestine Prophecy. Okay, I've heard of it. Never. Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by mm-hmm. Losing Your Mind by Joe Dispenza and A Wealth Choice, uh, a, a Black Choice. It's um, Think and Grow Rich, but it's uh, a, a Black Choice. It's by, um, I forget the Black Arthur, but okay. he was able to collaborate with the notes in, in uh, a state of N- Napoleon Hill. But oh. it it's at for minorities, to me, it's a must read and it just teaches you how to approach this whole game and industry as an entity and, you know, as a business and making sure that you're learning all of the intricacies that of information that we're not privy to. Yeah. That sets you up to set up a legacy and, you know, financially learn all of the tricks of the trades to, you know, create yourself and, and financial your, independence, a corporation and all of these things. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's so important. So I went with Celestine prophecy because it's a book about spiritual alignment and being aware of how one thing leads to the next through a divine mm-hmm. and being conscious of energy and then breaking the habit of being yourself. I love that one because it, it teaches you about quantum physics and okay. the neuroscience of how you can be in collaboration with the universe and how energy gives you the, you know, um, whole structure of how your your brain informs your body and how thoughts inform your actions and all of these type of things. Right. Like it gives you the whole science behind how your body and brain and how energy and everything works. And I love that because it taught me that once you learn how you learn, it opens up a whole new pathway for you. There's a lot of times that you don't even know the way that you uniquely learn learn, and you feel like you're ignorant or you feel like you aren't getting it because everyone else is getting it through this way. And they're looking at you like, how are you not understanding this? But once you learn how you learn, you can op- be uh, concentrated and focused and open up a whole new pathway of everything and be in collaboration with yourself instead of against yourself. Right. And you, it, it teaches you how even your thoughts when they're against you, how is 
performing illness on your body. And bro, I just want to, again, produce healthy energy. So this helped me understand how to produce more healthy energy. Because if you ain't healthy, you ain't efficient. You ain't optimal. You're you're in pain. You're not even, you don't even have wealth. You know what (laughs) I mean? And so as I, as I set up seeing this path, like I told you, I told, I took this path of entrepreneur the black wealth, I mean, the the wealth choice, um, mm-hmm. think and grow rich, the black choice, um, that was, that spoke in my language and it made make sense to how to approach this game, especially when I was setting up my art business. And right. so that's why I, I am big on, you know, sh- making sure your foundation is set and in a, in a position to have efficient flow because that's the only way if you're looking for attracting abundance, abundance has to flow, like we said. Yeah. So finding that structure, that was a book who that helped me, you know, keep and I gotta keep re revisiting yeah. it because you get different discoveries and every deliveries time. every single time. And mm-hmm. so they, they they those are the three books in just three that continuously bless me. I gotta throw one more more mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. Uh the one thing. The one thing. I gotta look. By Gary, I can't think of the last name, but the one thing, bro, that changed the whole game. And I'll tell you just my, the thing that I loved about it is it taught me no matter what we doing, and I'm interested to see if you know off top of the hand, I mean off top, but what I realized through that book is no matter what, even though I'm a creative, what my one thing that I do and everything that I do is I tell a story. I'm a storyteller. And so once I realized, oh, my superpowers, one of my main superpowers is storytelling. So everything that I do, if I know and now filter this through the lens of storytelling, I now can connect through my superpowers. So if I'm creating music, I'm storytelling. If I'm on screen, I'm storytelling. If I'm creating a piece of art, I'm storytelling. If I'm speaking at a school or I'm speaking at an event, I'm storytelling. If I'm entertaining my family and stuff at a cookout, I'm storytelling. storytelling. If, you know, I'm in a relationship and we on a date, we storytelling. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm playing basketball. I'm telling a unique story through basketball. I was that aggressive dude. You know, I was that, I was that dude that you hated to have guarding you. You know what I'm saying? Right. I was that person. That was a story I was telling. Everywhere we go, even how we dress, Speaking of, we have on the same, same, exact same joint. We telling our story. And yeah. so um, I realized that and I was like, whoa, this book just blessed me. Now I can at least simplify this and filter everything that I do through this because this is my superpower. I store, I tell stories. So and you're creating I'm, stories. I'm bringing them to life, G. Yeah. And so that's, that's why I got to throw that plug out there too because if someone can find what their one thing is that bleeds through everything. So let me ask you that question. That's now I'm what's your, Yeah. What's your one thing that's attached to everything that you do, either consciously or subconsciously? And I leave with love. That's one thing. I, that's one thing I have to, I got to think about. All right. I, I will, I will say, I, I do think it's, I do lead in, you know, whether you want to call it energy or my gut or whatever you want yep. to call it. I, I do definitely follow or do what 
what I feel I should be doing. You know right. what I mean? What, what's in the flow of where I'm going. Or That's what, dope. And I pay attention to, like you said too, I pay attention to like the way signs, the, the waypoints. Yeah. Like I will see certain things. I'll go, huh, there's yeah. something here I need to, I need to, to delve into. Right. And I, and I need to uh, un- uncover. Right. Um, but to put it in words, and this, when you start saying it, I was like, I like that though. I need to, cause man, Bro, cause I know that there's gonna change something. The game. I, I would say that producer brain thing is a part of it. Okay. I just, I know there's a, probably a better way I could word it. Bro, it's going to change the game. I, I I truly pray and empower you to check out that book. Cause I, I I'm really interested to see what, what it de- delivers to you, man, because it delivers something that everybody that I, uh, encouraged to read that they always call me afterwards like yo this joint is crazy i didn't even think about this and then they'll tell me what their their one thing is because it just simplifies everything and then you can build from that and so now as soon as i bro again i pay attention when something's getting delivered i know when it got delivered and i pay attention this lady stopped me and she was like i just read this book called the one thing and i thought of you and i feel like you need to read it I ordered that joint immediately, mm-hmm. finished that joint in two days, and then called her and I was like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You were sent to deliver this message. Deliver this to me. And I'm so grateful for being able to receive it and then now apply it because my life changed forever. Now that was like a key, bro. That was like that was like getting a stock that was yeah. already full. And it was like, yo, now you get to go out here and create through this key that, that you know, that you unlock something. So that's what that is for me, man. And uh, I'm really excited to to see what get delivered for you, man, thank because you, man. I respect, again, man, I, I, as we are closing, man, I thank you for this time. I thank you for this journey too, because you're on a unique journey and you're going to bring people into this space and you're going to keep collecting, you know, dope, discoveries on different people's, I call them superheroes, superheroes journeys. And, you know, you setting up the stage, you set up the space for this and you, you're being intentional. And so with that intention, man, I send love to that intention. I send love to this journey and I'm excited to see what it produced, man. Cause again, man, I want you to win. I want you to see you do well. And I want to see you you blessing people, man. Cause this is this is dope, bro. But thank you for paying it for it, brother. 100%, bro. Love, man. 100%. I appreciate you. All right, man. Bless it. <laughs> we out. Yo, Peace. Bless it.